Hello, and welcome to the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Tuesday, March 29th. It's your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is once again taking a trip up to Lehigh Valley. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Flyers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. You'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We've got a mailbag coming up tomorrow, so send those questions in right now. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So it's going to be a big day tonight for our newest signee, Noah Cates. He joined the team. Now, they didn't have a formal practice yesterday. There was just you know, a few guys skating, but he did get out there on the ice in a Flyers jersey. He's wearing number 49. He had a very charming interview or press availability after practice yesterday uh, where, you know, of course, he's from Minnesota. Like, Minneapolis is basically his hometown, and obviously he played for Minnesota Duluth. So it is very convenient that his first game with the Flyers is going to be against the Wild, his hometown team. And he just looked to be, for somebody who just got knocked out of the Frozen Four tournament, one of the happiest guys I have ever seen. Well, it's a good fallback, and he's got a championship. So, you know, this is a dream for him. Uh, I do kind of wish they did have some sort of practice. I don't know why they couldn't mm-hmm. have done something, knowing that they have a brand-new player and – now you're going to have to like slot him in and yeah, it's not the best way to do it, but it's what's happening. So I'm happy for him. Yeah. And you know, he does obviously, like we've been talking about, he has these connections with the flyers, obviously his brother Jackson mm-hmm. uh, signed with the team. He played with Joel Farabee on the world junior team. So, you know, some familiarity there. And he told this, you know, adorable story about when he was a kid, he apparently played uh, youth hockey with Mike Yo's son when Mike Yo was the head coach of the Wild. That was just like his teammate's dad, and um, but his teammate's dad, who was the coach of the Wild. So uh, that is pretty cool and pretty fun. And, you know, lots of his uh, friends and family are going to be there at the game. So all in all, it should be a pretty fun night for him. Uh, you know, the Wild are going to be a tough opponent, and I hope he's up to the task for playing against his hometown team. It's going to be a really tough opponent in every way. They're physical. They're fast. They have great defense. They have good goaltending, like especially if Flurry's in there. Like Flurry just alone against the Flyers has, a, has his own history, uh, so it'll be interesting to see about that. But, yeah, you know, throw him in there, see what he can do. We talked a little bit in yesterday's show about watching the Flyers play a team like the Colorado Avalanche, who are just 
miles above and uh i can't believe i just said that with the mile high city you did. but you really <laughs> I did. You did, it. did not plan it but it happened they are you know so much better than the flyers and you could just see even the difference between you know a team like the blues and even the nashville predators that the avalanche mm -hmm. are just that little bit of a step above and the wild just beat the avalanche so uh, it's going to be a tough competition for sure. And they've won several games in a row against some top opponents. Including... Cam Talbot's red hot. Like he may even be in there just because he's red hot. Like who knows? Yeah. I mean, they shut out Vegas. They beat the Blue Jackets and the Canucks. But, you know, like I said, they, they also beat the Avalanche in overtime. So they're just a really tough opponent. But this time around, the Flyers actually have some players to choose from in this lineup because of the additional signings that they've had recently. And I, I'm very curious to see what Mike Yo puts out there just because, again, they do have those choices and there are some opportunities for these guys. So I, I'm guessing maybe Willman sits, but I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. He just got a goal. Like, how do you, how do you sit yeah. back? Yeah, I mean, that? he's got a goal in each of the last two games, right? right? I think it's a tough one to sit him. Uh, JVR scoring, so now you can't sit him. It still may end up being Willman, but it's unfair. I mean, honestly... You could sit Zach McEwen. Is it really, you know, going to be that big of a deal for one game? I mean, no. It shouldn't be, but, you know. <laughs> but he won't sit. With this you know he's not no. sitting. Maybe Hodgson no. will sit. He also has played really well, and he's, like, earned staying in the lineup. So, I don't know. It's going to be a tough choice. I mean, I guess Hodgson could, could sit, but yeah. we're talking about, like, you always say swapping out deck chairs on the Titanic, yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't think it's quite that bad in this scenario, just in terms yeah. of, you know, trying to get the right looks and continuing to do the work of figuring out what we have in all these players. I think, you know, the right thing to do would be to sit a guy like McEwen because yes. you know exactly who he is already and you they don't need matter. more. You don't need more information on him, but no. there's um, some other guys that may be signed and we talked a little bit about Ronnie Adderd on yesterday's show is potentially the next one to sign mm -hmm. and you know it could be any day now if it happens yeah it's going to happen um it will be any day now and then you know they're saying he'll he'll go right to the flyers but honestly I hope it's just for a game or two to burn the ELC and then he goes to the AHL and it's not because Ronnie's a bad player he's a really good player but I think the pace for a defenseman is going to be hard to just sort of pick it up. I mean, you see Cam York had a hard time picking it up, and he already had AHL experience. Now you're talking about going from college to the pros. It's not It's not like he skates like Owen Power where there won't be any real bad transition because he's maybe the best skater in college hockey now for a defenseman. So Adder is not that, but he has a good shot. He's got, you know, he could bring the puck up the net. He could be physical. But I still feel like, hey, let him get that game or two in. But I really would rather him finish out the season with the Phantoms. But we'll see. We'll see what the Flyers do. 
Yeah, honestly, I think the Phantoms could use Ronnie Eddard right mm-hmm. now just as a stabilizing force. They're having a lot of problems defensively, I think. We'll we'll get to that in the next couple of <laughs> segments here. Absolutely. But, you know, considering all of the AHL level moves the Flyers have made over the past week or so, I have a lot of questions and there's no good answers coming from the team so far. Uh, hopefully we'll get them in the next few days, but they're they're making moves, but not really explaining the logic around it. So hopefully, like I said, Ronnie Adder gets that contract. And you're right. I think the right thing to do is give him a game or two with the Flyers and then have him finish out the season in Lehigh Valley. A couple of fun things before we get to the Phantoms talk. Elliot Friedman posted that the NHL awards are going to be held during the Stanley Cup final. And I think that's actually kind of fun that they're just going to do it from one of the cities that's hosting the final. I like the idea because I've done it when it was in Toronto. I did it a few times in Toronto. I've been to Vegas when they did it in Vegas. But this is good because the, you know, the writers who are covering the cup many times are looking for something on the off day. Uh, so that's that's a good thing. That's a that's a good. Now the only thing that will cause problems is that's going to be a lot more hotel rooms being taken up, and depending on the city, because there's going to be a lot of players down there that would normally be down there, and and so now that's going to make it a little bit tougher to to get hotels booked. So. Well, I'm sure the people in Toronto or South Florida or Denver think they have the space. Toronto? No, I don't think. I am being facetious. I know. I know. It's all about the parade. They haven't talked about the parade route yet, so I get it. No. And um, also, real quickly, Marissa and Jemmy, who is a fantastic writer who covers hockey, wrote a really astounding article for 538 about colorblindness uh, in the NHL. And it, of course, includes Carter Hart because he is one of the colorblind players, uh, if you were not aware. And we'll put a link to this article. Yeah, I remember him talking about it, I think when he got drafted. I had no idea. Yeah, so he, you know, he talks about how it affects uh, his game, that it doesn't really affect his game, but there's issues with jersey colors and mm-hmm. and whatnot when you're younger and they don't have automatic black and, and color jerseys, uh, so it's very clear what the color differences are. I know, like, I've planned hockey tournaments and I've had to look at jersey colors to make sure that colorblind people will be okay before to make sure the matchups are acceptable and making sure that teams have appropriate color jerseys. So, man, I totally get it. Was it Hart that also said he didn't know the color of his dog for a little while? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really cute story, though, about putting on the special glasses that allows people with colorblindness to see color. And yeah, he got to see what his dog actually looked like and it took him by surprise. I don't know. Is that a positive or a negative for his dog? Like, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to get to the phantoms coming up. But first, we're going to talk about our friends at BetOnline. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all our local experts like us. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So, Russ, it's been, once again, another week of injury woes for the Phantoms. So, Linus Hogberg is out with an injury. He left the game Saturday in the first period. Uh, Lena Sandin got hurt. Maxim Shushko and Kirillis Domenko are out. Igor Zamula was hurt on Friday. He did come back Saturday, but... It's been a struggle this whole season for the Phantoms and the Flyers, for that matter. But I think trying to have any consistent lineup for this team has been next to impossible. Now, the good news is that Ryan Fitzgerald was back out on the ice. So he Uh played on Friday and Saturday. And then I talked about the Phantoms making some AHL-level moves. Well, We had one new guy join this week. That was a deal for Brennan Minnell. We talked about him last week that we got from the Toronto Marlies. Uh, He made his debut on Friday. But then the Phantoms added two additional players on PTO contracts. A goalie, Darian Hansen, who played for UConn, and... Will Riddell from Ohio State, who's a defenseman. Mm-hmm. I don't know either one. Uh, as far as the goalie, it's funny. When um, I've seen Union, he wasn't playing. So right. I have not seen him play live. Uh, you know, he and That's where he played before he was at UConn. Before UConn. And so I don't have much to add other than, you know, I hope they can do something for him. It would be good. Uh, to get another goalie in the mix, especially if um, they don't plan on re-signing Pat Nagel. So we'll see. These guys are on PTO, so hopefully it's just for fill-in purposes. But, you know, they have gotten two additional defensemen in the last week or so. And with Ronnie Adderd signing around the corner, as well as we've been talking about Mason Millman being down in Reading this whole time this is where my question marks are with this team and I don't understand what the thought process is here in terms of are they just you know collecting defensemen because they keep getting hurt and their extra bodies or what is happening I mean there's only two conclusions I can draw one of them is what you just said and the ones they're collecting are big guys and Mason Millman is not a big guy uh, so, unfortunately, that's what it makes me think, because when I saw Mason Millman a few years ago in the OHL, you know, he played with Cole Perfetti. Perfetti talked up a blue streak about him. He was on the power play, but he also was playing really good defense. They didn't seem to worry about his height. I know he had some injuries. He's had injuries, but he's not injured now. And I spoke to someone who covers Reading, and he's playing great there, and he's the best guy there. And he even he doesn't understand why the elevation hasn't taken place. So they, they are kind of leading me to believe that they just want to rotate in 
all of these bigger, tougher guys. And it's like, okay, Flyers, if you want to load up on those guys, that's great. But you've got a really skilled guy here who's an excellent skater and can run a power play, and you're going to keep him in Reading. Okay. Well, and that's just the point because we've been talking about how the Phantoms power play has been struggling. I know. I know. And they could use a guy like Mason Millman, you know, at least give him the shot, especially now that Cam York is permanently up with the Flyers and Igerzamula has been in and out. You need somebody that can run a power play. And like Logan Day is fine, but he's not it. No. It's just, I don't know what's going on there. And especially, you know, last week we were pretty happy because they beat the number one team in the division twice. Well, they were kind of back to their usual style of play this past week where they lost all three games, two of them really horribly. On Wednesday, they lost at Hershey 5-1, to one, and then they lost at Laval by the same score on Friday. At least on Saturday, it was close, but it honestly wasn't that close because they lost 3-2 to two to Belleville in a shootout, but they were up 2 to nothing in that game and blew the lead and then just never really got back into it. And they had power play problems as of course well they did. in that game. So it just feels like there's no method and it's all madness with the management of the Phantoms right now. And please like somebody explain this to me. And if there's a good reason for it, you this know. is the whole problem here, Rachel, because, um, it's really, it has nothing to do with Brent Flair. It's really not in his job description at the moment with the Phantoms. So it's really on Chuck. He's supposed to be running both, but it's too much. Like we've seen it's too much. And so that's where you get things like this. Well, and it's interesting to me because from reports that we've seen, Danny Breer has spent some time with the Phantoms and observing but to me it was leading up to the trade deadline and now it feels like all of that has stopped which is the exact opposite of what they should be doing right Right. i don't know i'm struggling mightily with me too i mean i was up there digging yeah you know i was up there for you know the college hockey games but i was up there digging and it you know they're just what you think is going on is going on So there were some bright spots, I guess, over the past week, but they were few and far between. And, you know, there was a lot of getting burned by some former Phantoms players uh, (laughs) on Wednesday specifically. Man, Hershey is just good. They are they're really good and a lot of fun to watch. And the. You know, the Phantoms opened scoring in that game, and it was great. Wade Allison scored 20 seconds into the game. Uh, Zamula got a secondary assist on it. So things started out real well. And then it was just all Hershey after that. The tying goal was on an amazing feed from Mike Vecchione, and that always, always hurts. I like Mike. I mean, I'm, oh, I, yeah. know, I liked him from his college days. I, I was not happy that he, he couldn't make it here, but... I'm happy that he's still playing. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I've been talking with the defense being a huge problem there. And I know it's more often that you say that guys get caught puck watching. 
But in this case, I think there wasn't enough puck watching that they were too focused on pushing their man out of the way that they weren't paying attention to where the play was going and couldn't anticipate it. So back door was wide open or, you know, there was it was just an easy screen and Hershey was getting a lot of shots through in the game, and it was just exceedingly frustrating. Yeah, and I saw you had written in the notes Danik Martell uh, scored against them, and mm -hmm. I liked for, him. Uh, for LaBall, yeah. For LaBall, yeah, sorry, not for Hershey. Um, I, I, I always liked his speed. Like, he was a guy that I was surprised couldn't make it in the NHL because he, he almost had elite speed, but he just wasn't a finisher, not at the NHL level. No. Well, we, we do have a lot more to talk about that game against Laval. We've got the game against Belleville and a couple of guys to, to talk about other than that that we haven't touched on yet, like Tanner Lazinski and mm -hmm. Wyatt Wiley. But uh, first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait? While the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, they're going to choose the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you'll be able to find it and get your car in shape. Go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So to continue that conversation with the game against Laval on Friday, we had the aforementioned Brennan Manel start for his first game, and he also got tossed after a cross-checking major. So Fantastic. It's that good was a, all toughness, isn't it? I know. It was actually really upsetting because it was Cal O'Reilly's 1,000th pro game that night and you know they made special t-shirts for him and yeah, there was a buzz even in lehigh like the reporters yeah. they were happy they were showing me the memes and stuff i was i was happy for the guy a thousand games no matter where you play it is an accomplishment exactly and the team just like could not get anything going really uh ryan fitzgerald's debut was also kind of soured by that but uh kevin Puan had just was incredible in that for Laval and of course like you said Danik Martel scored Cedric Paquette two goals and an assist he had a really great game and there were just you know too many penalties overall in this game and not enough power play goals for the Phantoms so uh, not a great result there and then like I said Saturday against Belleville they were up to nothing but allowed Belleville to get back into it um, they went to a five round shootout and just couldn't close it out. It was, it was so incredibly frustrating. But Millman, Millman does well in the shootout too. Just saying, he's one oh of those yeah, guys. he does, he does. You're right. So I think you know for the top guys that are down there right now, like Wade Allison, for instance, talked about that really great goal he scored. But then he also in that same game against Hershey 
when he was on PK duty, he got caught really bad. And Malenstein got a shorthanded goal in that one against the Phantoms. And it was like partially at least Wade Allison's fault. So he's got to like clean up that aspect of, of his game if he's going to be out there. Because I think he really needs to have a certain level of, of ability in all situations. So And he's got to play a certain amount of games. Like just mm-hmm. games and he needs games. Yeah. Tanner Lazinski, now Saturday against Belleville, I think he was trying too hard, but man, it would have been pretty if it went in. But uh, on a shorthanded breakaway, he tried to go between the legs and it got stopped. But I think if he had just had like a regular shot, he might have had a better chance at actually scoring. But it was pretty and it looked good when he did it. So I guess I'll give him that. Yeah, you got to give him that. I mean, any any shorthand opportunity means, you, you know, you're doing things right. I think Wyatt Wiley has been kind of a mixed bag recently, but I think that he's solidified his game, that I feel like his mistakes are not there as much anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just also not making himself stand out especially either. So he's in this weird middle ground for me. Well, I'm happy because, like, for the most part, um, when I did talk to some you know people up in, in Lehigh, they have been happy with Wiley and – there's very few players that we could say have maybe taken a step forward development wise um, that have been playing at Lehigh this year, but at least he's one of them. Yeah, I definitely think he has. And cause he was making a lot of mistakes early this season oh, yeah. for sure. And I think he's done a great job cleaning that up. He just has to be more involved in the play. I think at this point to just take that additional step forward so, I, you know, I think those were the guys that I was most interested in between Allison and Lazinski and Wyatt Wiley. Um, Isaac Radcliffe is playing fine. Um, it's, it's really weird with him because I think he looks better at the NHL level than he does at the AHL level, and I don't know why that is. He has all year. Yeah, it's just, like, bonkers to me that that's the case, but he does. And, you know, Zamula's been in and out of the lineup. So I, I'm, I I just think he needs to stay with the Phantoms for the rest of the season at this point. Yeah, it's a shame. I feel like he there was an opportunity to call him up this year. He didn't get it. Reporters there felt the same thing. But it is what it is. So hopefully next year he does get that chance out of camp. 100%. Well, there's three more games coming up this weekend finally got some home games going on um friday april fool's day of course they're playing wilkesbury scranton because who else would they play on april fool's day perfect and then on saturday they're playing utica and sunday they're heading over to bridgeport so i want to see some good development and hopefully we have uh at least one more guy with the phantoms and maybe we'll see some of the pto guys in the lineup as well for those games wrapping up with our fun thing the ahl is doing a mascot madness tournament in terms of voting for your favorite mascots and they have been doing them in groups and melvin one group a so congratulations, Melvin. Melvin. I like Melvin. I actually like him better than Gritty, but I like Melvin. Wow. That is a bold statement. Just the way it is. But yeah, so you can keep track of all of the voting. Right now, they're still doing Group D, so then they'll get to the finals with Melvin 
after that. And uh, yeah, so vote for Melvin. And uh, hopefully the Phantoms will win something in this year. <laughs> They're still in the playoff hunt, Rachel. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. That will do it for today's show. We will be back again tomorrow. We're going to kind of look at the road trip overall and look at the lessons learned for the Flyers. We've been talking about them having specific goals, and we want to see if they've met those goals on this road trip and what we can take away from playing much better teams like we've been playing. Are we talking about our own lessons, too, like not eating late-night food when these games no. are on? Lessons for the Flyers, Russ. Oh, all right. But if you want to know about our food takes, you can ask those questions in our mailbag. We'll be go. happy to answer them there. So send I have us a lot in. of food opinions. I do. Oh, I do too. So happy to answer them. Uh, you can send in those questions via Twitter at LockdownFlyers, or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked on Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.